Hello family, this is In Christ Alone, your word break for today. This week I want to talk about prayer. I have previously spoken about fasting and I believe it's right to also talk about prayer. Um, these form the foundation of our relationship with God. And actually I'm going to share three important things that we should know when it comes to prayer. Personally, I believe that you can only learn, or not only, but you can learn about prayer very well by praying by actually doing the act we can theorize about it we can see many things about it but we actually have to make that effort because it's a really a simple thing to do have communion with god speak to god listen to him but there's there's a certain kind of mindset that we must have if we will pray effectually bible describes something as an the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man which means that there's a kind of prayer that can produce results there's a kind of prayer that can cause the kind of effect that we want and i believe that that comes from the kind of mindset we have in the act of prayer the kind of the, the way in which we approach prayer and so that's what i want to share and the first one is it should be obvious, but it's worth talking about. And we're going to look at what Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, verse 2. He was teaching his disciples about prayer, and this is what the Bible says. And he said that, and he said to them, When you pray, say, and he begins by saying, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. But he said, When you pray, say this, or when you pray, say. It's a very simple expression, but I believe it tells us something important of what Jesus expects of us. He says, when you pray, say this. In other words, Jesus is saying that we must pray, we will pray. That's why he said, when you pray. He did not say, if you pray. If means that you may or may not pray, but should you pray, that's what you say. But he said, when you pray. So he's saying that you will, you must pray. It is a part of this Christian life. And therefore, he was teaching us how we should do it when we pray. So the first point we need to understand is that prayer, like other things, form the bedrock of our relationship with Christ. You see, there isn't an option when it comes to prayer as far as being Christians are concerned. And I'll show you something that proves that as far as our relationship with God is concerned, there is no alternative to prayer. You see, we cannot claim to have a relationship with God and there will be no active prayer involved. It's not possible. There will be no, if prayer is only occasional, it's only by events, it's only ceremonial, then it is not depicting the relationship we have with God. You see, if we claim to have a relationship with God, if we claim that we have a relationship with God, then prayer is the bedrock. Prayer is the way in which we manifest that relationship. Think about it. We're claiming to have a relationship with somebody that we cannot see with our eyes, somebody that we cannot touch with our hands. The only way in which we actually engage this person is in spirit. Jesus said that the time is coming and the time is now when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So we are only engaging him in this relationship in spirit. And that is why prayer is important because that is the way in which we engage God. We engage God in spirit. So when prayer is not happening, 
it means that we are actually not having any engagement with God. We are not having any communion with God. We are not having any engagement with the one we claim to be in a relationship with. See, and, and so prayer must be redefined in our mindset. I know that in many circles it has been made to look like something just for asking. But it's beyond that. It is really what manifests, what depicts, what proves our relationship with God. It is our engagement with God in spirit. It's our communion with Him. And that is why it, it is a part, it's a bedrock. It is the blood no line off our relationship with God. We have no alternative when it comes to prayer. You know, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, if you look at the backstory, this is when the other you know leaders had conspired against Daniel and therefore they had drafted this law that no one should pray. And this is what the Bible says. When Daniel knew that the writing, this new law, this new law banning him from prayer was signed. This was his response. The Bible says he went home in his upper room with his own windows open toward heaven. He knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed. When he heard that there's a law banning him from praying, his actual response was to go and do exactly what had been banned, which is to pray. That does not make any sense. But you see, it makes sense when you realize that Daniel knew that when it comes to prayer, he has no alternative. It, it, it's not possible. Imagine you were married to someone, you were in a, you know, an intimate relationship with someone, and there's a law banning you from talking to anybody. There is no alternative. There's no alternative to talking to your spouse or talking to the partner. And so Daniel's response was saying, there is no alternative to prayer. If you ban prayer, he has no choice but to just break that law because he, he, there's no way he can have a relationship with his God and not have prayer included. I believe that's how we must perceive prayer, that it is the bedrock of our relationship with God. It is the only way in which we actually actively engage God. Many people profess to be Christians. Many people say they have a personal relationship with God through Christ. The way we prove it, the way we show it, one way, one of the most important ways, one of the foundational ways, one of the core necessary ways in which we prove it is how we constantly commune with Him in prayer. Prayer. You see, like I said before, this Christian walk is a walk in spirit. It's a walk in spirit. And so everything we are doing is in spirit. It's not something that's merely natural, merely physical, what meets the eye. No, it's in spirit. So there's spiritual resource that we need. There's spiritual understanding that we need. There's a way in which we must be able to engage the spirit, touch the things of the spirit. It is prayer that allows us, that affords us the the opportunity to be able to do that. In Philippians chapter 1 verse 19, the Apostle Paul calls it the supply of the Spirit. So it is in prayer that we commune with God. It is in prayer that we engage the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, and indeed the, the Spirit of God. So the, the, the point today is that Jesus said that when we pray, when we pray, in other words, we must and we will and should pray because it is the very foundation of this relationship with God. It is, it is impossible for us to claim to be Christians, by extension, to claim to have a relationship with God. And prayer is not actively a part of it. 
and prayer is not actively a part of it it's not possible it's not possible and so we must should and will pray if we claim and profess to be christians i'll share two more mindsets we must have about prayer I wish you a wonderful week god bless you